It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige DeMacos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige DeMacos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner. And literally, right after our podcast ended last week, multiple things happened in the sports world. Literally, uh, right after. Yeah. <laughs> almost right after our podcast ended, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is no longer on the New York Giants. Uh, I got a lot of texts with exclamation points from Jake that night because we had Le'Veon Bell news. We had Antonio Brown news. We had well, we had Odell. I mean, it was just chaos, right? You got chaos Before going on. signed and traded. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. There has been a lot that has happened in the NFL since last week when we did our podcast. But the the big stuff here is the conversation all NFL season long was where is Le'Veon Bell going to play football in the 2019 season? And all along, everybody on this podcast said he's going to play for the New York Jets because they have the cap space, they need a running back, and it makes sense. And he's going to be playing football for the New York Jets, but. The headline here is, he's going to be playing football for the New York Jets, but he is going to make $20 million less over a four-year period of time than what the Pittsburgh Steelers initially offered him. Not to mention he played for free because he sat on his ass this year yes. and gave up $15 million guaranteed, 14 and a half to be specific. So for those of, of franchise you, money. So for those of you counting and at home. And save me the, oh, he would have had 400 carries more on his body and whatever else. No, no. he could have just signed the deal with Pittsburgh, stayed there, yes. and gotten $20 million more over Correct. the next So this is basically, I want out of Pittsburgh. This is, I want out of Pittsburgh, but this is a this is a lesson here because you can't always uh, get everything you want. And unfortunately, the players have, have a lot of say, but the NFL, the ownership groups and everything, how it sat this year, I knew the running back, I knew that this was going to hurt him. And, we and said it all year. We yeah. said it all year long. It's, it's the wrong position to make a stand on. Yes. The one thing teams have been adamant about in the last five or six years is that they're not going to overpay for running backs, period, end of story. If he was a star quarterback, he wouldn't have even got to the part where he's sitting out the full season. Yeah. They would find something. If he was a star pass rusher, same deal, or they would get traded to Paige's favorite team. One of the two <laughs> things would happen then. But as a running back, you have the least amount of leverage of any of the positions in the league. And we knew this was going to cost him money. We just didn't know how much. And, now he gets to go play for a significantly inferior team for less money than he would have made. And the and the worst kind of a disaster. And we knew because the worst case scenario happened for him this year. The Pittsburgh Steelers ran the damn ball James better. Conner was a beast. Better yes. with James Conner. And oh, by the way, when James Conner was injured, they still ran the Sanders ball well. Was still a beast. So it, it this there was nothing for him to gain by allowing Pittsburgh to continue to show that we can run the football well. It's about our system. It's about us. It's not about it's you. It's about his offensive line. We paid those guys and rebolstered after Correct. Left. Correct. And and I think this he can make up a lot of money off the field in New York, especially if the Jets do anything at all. But he ain't making up twenty guaranteed from what you were going to make on the field. No, you're not going to make up the money that you lost. And, and yes, you're playing in New York, but you're playing for the Jets. You're not playing for the Giants. And although the Giants although are – right now, right now that might be the better team to play for. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's go right there. New York's got running backs on block. <sighs> yeah, like the, that's about it. Yeah, they got – Getting it in there. For sure. So let's talk about this because this was the, this was the oh, my God, move. Because we knew Antonio Brown was going to go. We knew Le'Veon Bell was going to go. 
Um, there was the room. Give Jay Glazer credit. He wrote yeah. it in the Athletic like a month ago, and everybody yeah. killed him for it. There was there was speculation all season long about things that were happening and and that the lo- locker room not meshing and blah blah blah. But I will go back to something that Jake said. Oh, probably two years ago. Eli Manning has more power than anybody realizes in that organization. And I think that is all that take that for what it's worth. But Eli Manning has a lot of power. Yes. And I think that this Odell Beckham Jr. getting traded to the Cleveland Browns, and we'll talk about it from that perspective, but let's take it from New York's perspective first. They signed him to a long-term contract, a big deal last year. Six days prior to this deal, you have Gettleman on New York radio saying, we didn't sign Odell Beckham Jr. to trade him. And then trades him. He away. still said it after he traded him. <laughs> uh, he still he kept he kept. Which is fine. That's not why they signed him. I yeah. think really it came down to ownership and management getting on the same page of letting him go. And they finally something happened behind the scenes because it doesn't make any sense to really let it go because they have so much dead money between Olivier Vernon and OBJ on their 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 like yeah. ten million more than anybody else. I think it's thirty four million dollars. Yeah, it's a lot. Dead money next year. Now moving forward, I'm not as bad on I'm not as down on the trade as a lot of people are. Jabril Peppers is a solid player. They're basically saying he's a one to us, and they yeah. had to replace Landon Collins. They brought in Antoine Bethea. Yeah. They got better in the secondary. I, yeah. think. I don't think there's a big difference between Landon Collins and Jabril Peppers. You get the one, and you will get what, a three. Yeah. And after the dead money year, you save money on the cap. They just have a lot of pieces. They had they realized they were not that good, and they have to rebuild this. And Eli, they all still think, has something left. Or they at least think he has enough left to get them through this portion where they're not, again, they're another team like a right. Miami. Through, yeah, through they're not going to, they're not trying to win this year. No. They're going to carry so much dead money that they're getting these picks. They're going to retool. Again, they're not, you can rebuild in the NFL fairly quickly. Yes. You draft really well. Yes. You draft really well in the cap space, but their offensive line, defensive line was so bad. They yeah. had to add guys to that. I think they also looked at this draft and went, we need defensive help, and this yeah. draft is loaded with and, defensive and guys. I don't think they're quarterbacks in this draft. I mean, no. It's been no secret they wanted Herbert from Oregon, and he's not in this draft. He'll be in next year's draft. Yeah. We'll see if they if they fall in love with Haskins or or Sir Kyler Murray or somebody else. And here's the other reason I love it. So they now have two ones, Yeah. and they, they really control that sixth pick. They could actually trade that. If somebody didn't want to move in front and take the Bucks at five, they could trade that pick for somebody to move back, pick up maybe another one, yep. move back, end up with three – with this defensive draft, with some of these corners that are going to slide but are still really good players, I don't hate it. No. I mean, from Cleveland's point of view. Yeah, let's go, look, let's you're, go you're, to that you're, side. You're Cleveland. Yeah. And you just swung for the freaking fences, Babe Ruth style, pointed out in the outfield and said, come get it. You already had a ton of hype and expectation. Yeah. I, I love hearing Joe Thomas and some of these, like, he's talking about Cleveland fans. He's like, we were all so excited before the OBJ thing. Yeah. Like, just the way this came together yes. and made sure all this. And then we they, we trade it, and now they're all scared to death. Yeah. Because now there's so much hype. For sure. Hopefully that doesn't translate to that locker room. Here's Freddie Kitchens has his work cut out for him here because this sure. is going to be – This is a lot of personality. That's the way I'm going to say it. You have a lot of personality in this locker room. Yes. Okay? Jarvis Landry, big personality. Yes. Odell Beckham Jr., big personality. Luckily, Baker, they have history together. Baker Mayfield. They do, big. but I think the difference there is Jarvis Landry realizes Baker Mayfield's bigger than him. Yes, and I think OBJ walking in is going to realize it quick if he doesn't already. And as long as that's the dynamic. As long as he understands that. As long as that, then they're cool. If OBJ thinks he's going to be the dude like he was in New York. Yeah. Because Saquon's surpassed him quick. 
Yeah. That's that's where all that came from. They're like, we're, we're running everything through Saquon for the next 15 years, yeah. not the OBJ. And I think Baker's the dude to handle that. I agree. But, whoo, man, I mean, you got. You got a lot, a lot of, of talent. I mean, Miles Garrett was the number one pick the year before on the defense. Yeah. Look, he's kind of a quiet, unassuming kind of dude, but, whoo, man, yeah. they, they got. I just love how you went from, like, we're excited for the way that the year ended, and then you trade for it, and now they're all scared. Yes. Yeah. Well, because yes, because now they're teetering on the like. You went from can they win the AFC they, North to can you win the Super Bowl? Yes. People are, are talking about Super Bowl expectations with the Browns. I'm not there yet. I think they're a wild card team. Maybe they win the North, but I don't see this team winning multiple playoff games yet. Like that on paper, I can see maybe, but I don't think they're better than the Chargers yet, even yeah. on paper. I don't think they're better. Than, I'm not gonna pick them to go into Foxborough and win in the postseason. On paper, healthy KC. They're young, but on paper, yes. healthy. They're they're talented enough to do it for sure. But, but the big question mark here is, as we learned in this off season, coaching matters, and we don't know what Freddie's going to do as a head coach. No, yet. he got rid of everybody else in the yeah, staff. Like that he got to take, he got to take credit for. It. Uh, so I'm that. That's where I'm going. Freddie going into going into Foxborough. Yeah, sorry, chalking that one up for Bill Belichick. Yeah. Like he's salivating, waiting for Baker Mayfield uh, to come Freddie into play going in into Fox- Pittsburgh. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Plus, Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't played a full season in like three years. Yeah, there's also He's a that. track dude. There's always a hamstring. There's been the ankles on the one bad hit, low hit last Listen, year. Like they have, that's this, a lot of money and a lot to give up. When you look at that offense across the board, though, I mean, it's for for all three of us who who want to watch, who all like Baker, right? Yes. I've liked Baker since before he was playing in Cleveland, yeah. and I like Baker more now. It, this is like the dream scenario for Baker, though, because in the past with Cleveland, when they've drafted a quarterback, they've never surrounded that quarterback with what we're talking oh, he's about now. Because Njoku's a freak. Njoku's going to continue to get better. He got better throughout this year. And he's the, learning to play the position. And in the back half of the season, you're going to have two two superstar running backs, right. and yes. Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And Chubb yeah. was getting 30 carries a game down the stretch. Yeah, being able to take him to 20. And they they split carries and, and then you Kareem have, Hunt's catching ability out of the backfield. Yeah, and Kareem and Hunt's Johnson's still Kareem there. Hunt's We're still going to trading for a pick. And yeah, add to that defense. And Kareem Hunt is officially going to make miss eight the games. eight games. Yeah. yeah, but then that means he's coming with fresh legs, eight games halfway through the season. And they don't have to throw him in right away. It's not going to be a Le'Veon exactly. Bell situation where the Jets are going to have to give him 25 carries on week one. But it's also in that time frame where the weather starts to change and you got to run the football more. And so the weather bad in Cleveland? That I haven't heard. <laughs> is, is, is it cold? Is it ground is it and pound weather snowy? in Cleveland? Oh. Uh, exactly. Denzel Ward is one of my biggest questions for this team. Concussions okay. last year. Can he come back? He was really good. Yes. Early. He had two concussions in like a four-week span. That ain't good. No. He comes back and is healthy. But that's a big question mark. If he goes down, that defense is totally different without a true shutdown cover corner. So you guys, we vaguely brushed over it, but do you – and I, Jamie said it, so I'm, but you can reiterate it a little more. Do you feel comfortable what, – what do you feel comfortable with the expectations of with the Cleveland Browns? Because AFC North champions and Super Bowl champions are two completely different conversations. I expect – they are a playoff team. It will okay. be a disappointment if they're not a playoff team. I agree. Oh, I it's, do, a, it's a debacle if they're not a playoff I team. I do not expect them to win more than one playoff game. Okay. Now, that's not what that's not what the expectations are going to be for No, them. I'm saying your my personal ones, I don't see them playing on AFC Championship weekend. Okay. I don't either. They have the talent to do it, but I don't see them doing it. This is my analogy. Your big brother has whooped your ass your whole life. And you get to 18 and your big brother's like 22. But you're like 6'3", and your little brother's about 5'11 now. 
But you still got to have the cojones to go whoop his ass. Yep. And Cleveland's got to go to Pittsburgh, who's been that big brother whooping their ass for their existence, and do it. Until they do it, Big Ben and Tomlin are still standing there. Big Ben owns Ohio. I mean, I think they're better than the Steelers on paper. For sure. At least pre-draft, yeah. But depending on when they play, if the weather's crazy like week yeah. one last year, who knows? I mean, you still got to go do it. On paper, they can be AFC championship type stuff. Yeah. On paper, but, man, they got the, a lot on, of answers. On paper, the New England Patriots were the worst team in the AFC last year, playing playing in the, in, the, in the playoffs. Yeah. They were the worst team on paper by far. By far. So it, it's it's hard to win on paper. The other thing, you too, have a, a defense coordinator. Also, there's a one-time defense coordinator who had a very bad year in Arizona as head yep. coach. Is now a defense coordinator again. He's switching that defense from Greg Williams three-four hybrid. To the only thing he knows is a four-three Carolina style, which, which was is a very, disaster in Arizona. It was a disaster in Arizona switching that with the scheme and the personnel. Do they have the personnel to run that? I'm not real sure. Well, that'll, that'll be a big question mark because that defense isn't as good. No, who? No, man, it's you better be scoring thirty again. He's also not, like Browns fans don't want to hear this, but the reality is, big picture, they don't have to win the Super Bowl this year. No, you're set up for a little bit of a window here you if you stay healthy. Two years. Maybe three, because yes. whenever you sign Baker, yes, you lose five guys. Yes, yes, and they're five starters that are really good. Yep. Look at the Seahawks. Yep. You can make, to make the run with the quarterback on a rookie yes. deal. Yep. But as soon as the quarterback gets his money, and Baker's going to get gigantic, most highest ever paid money if this continues, they lose five or six starters. Yes. Legion of Boom destroyed. The other thing is, and I don't want to, I don't want to derail the Baker train too much, but we, you talk about this all the time, Jake. What happens when the Baltimore Ravens play Baker next year, right? What happens when the Pittsburgh Steelers play Baker Mayfield next year? I'm not saying that Baker's not going to be that dude, but you, I, he's going to have to adjust back. To yeah, adjust I'm. I, I got to see another step forward for Baker before I'm anointing this team Super Bowl caliber team because just like you said. Big Ben's still playing football. Hall of Fame, Super Bowl champion Big Ben is still playing football in your division. And, oh, by the way, John Harbaugh is still coaching football for the yeah. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. So, uh, it, to me, this is a tough, tough division to win in. And before Andy Dalton got hurt, the Cincinnati Bengals were that a, offense was, a, yeah. a decent football team. And eight and eight, they're not a layover team to no. go winning. No, they could step up. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, I'm not trying – like, I, I like Baker a lot, and I want him to be successful. But I also want to be realistic and go, okay, I've seen the hype train before. Show me the real football first, one especially that, in that division. One thing I think counteracts that, that I love with Freddie Kitchens did last year was they ran the crap out of it. Nick yes. Chubb was getting 25, 30 carries. And they game. do, and they have the they ability. They put it all on Baker. Now you've got another piece. You still got Antonio Callaway, too, by the way. Yeah. This yeah. team is pretty loaded at receiver. And Joku's a beast. The offensive line's okay, but that offensive line has to play well. I don't necessarily think it's Baker taking the next step. He has a little bit of a progression. They can just meet, be, they can beat you so many ways. Yeah. But to me, this defense has to be at least as good as last year. If they exactly. can get back to where they were two years ago, they can win the Super Bowl. Yes. For sure. But that's a big question mark, especially question. with the coaching staff and all the question yeah, marks. I think it's more of a coaching discussed. scheme thing than it is Baker taking the next step. I agree. Uh, let's talk about a couple other moves here. We want to give a quick shout out to Haloti Nada, who had the greatest yeah. retirement I've ever seen. Best ever. It's the. I know. Awesome. Awesome. I'll never forget. Yeah, I'll derail you for a second. Yeah, no. To, to me, Pittsburgh became Ben Roethlisberger's team on Monday Night Football when Haloti Nada splattered his nose across his cheek 
and Ben had it fixed on camera and went back in and came back and beat him in Baltimore. Yeah. But I never forget that giant mug. If you ever remember the play I'm talking about, his hand went in his face mask. Yeah. And it covered his entire face. <laughs> yes. Like Hlody's hand. Was and Ben has a big hand. <laughs> he does. But Hlody, not an awesome career, phenomenal player, and yeah. the coolest retirement. Never. Yeah, that's anytime you're on Mount Kilimanjaro and that's the way you decided yeah, let me to hold it up and say thanks from the top of the world. Yeah, that's amazing that he did that. Um, uh, a move that happened that was a bit of a surprise, and I want to talk about it from the Saints' perspective because they are a team that has Super Bowl next to them, window next to them with an older quarterback, with the way that things ended last year. And a big piece of that team has been Max Unger since that trade happened. And he retired officially, which was a big surprise to the NFL community and to the Surprised New Orleans Saints. that today. I yeah. told you to me today. It was one of those kind of under-the-radar things, but it's a starting center has a huge impact Starting center with chemistry with the quarterback. Correct. Like it's a big deal. Now, they did sign Nick Easton to replace yep. him. It's not the same player. But the chemistry between quarterback and center, especially when we're talking about Drew Brees and a guy that checks all the time and making checks at line of scrimmage. Yes. The center is the guy changing the protection as that's all going on. Hard, hard, hard thing to replace. I, to me, that's a big loss. I don't know that they can replace him with, with the guy. That yeah, tried. he's been an excellent, he was an excellent player in Seattle when they were making their Super Bowl runs. He was an yep. excellent player in New Orleans. He was the big piece of the Jimmy Graham deal. Was two again for Max Most Unger. Lopsided trade in NFL history, as we talked about. Say yes. that again. Max Unger and a one for Jimmy Graham. Now, the Saints turned that into Stephon Anthony, which is a bit of a miss, but still. That's insane. Straight it's, up, it's a good yeah. trade for the Saints. Yes, straight up. And oh, by the way, Jimmy Graham is no longer playing football. Oh, yeah, just to, uh, in, in, fantasy in, in portion, Seattle. Fantasy Fortress. Don't draft Jimmy Graham ever again. Yeah, please. And fantasy part. And yeah. Don't draft. How many years in a row we have to I don't Unless care. he goes back to New Orleans, don't draft I don't care that Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback. I gave him a last – his last shot was last season, and it's over. It's yeah, officially exactly. – I've officially broken up with him. Uh, like I have many other fantasy players where I've given them – the last opportunity last year was, was, that, was that time. Uh, Golden Tate replaces Odell Beckham Jr. in New York. Um, I like it for the Giants. Yeah. I, I, he's I think a good, really good run-after-the-catch guy. He's going to fit in the slot. I mean, he's not Odell, obviously. No, and it's going to move Shepard outside more often than not. But, I mean, I mean, the Giants aren't trying to win this year, but he's a good player. It's a good addition. Yeah. that's. It doesn't make sense with getting everything else that they're doing, but he's a good player. And I think they have to have – I mean, they had to do something from a wide receiver perspective in Golden Tate. I mean, you saw what happened to the Detroit Lions. You're still talking about a West Coast offense guy. Yeah. Yeah. In and out of the break, play the slot, run after the catch. He can he can yeah. beat you from the slot he's, to the corner. He'll be fantasy relevant too. I, mean, I yeah. think Manning's going to find him a bunch. Okay, let's talk about we got three quarterback discussions here, back to back to back. And none of them are great quarterbacks. So this is all from an intriguing uh, how this is going to shake out. The Miami Dolphins trade Ryan Tannehill to the Tennessee Titans. So he is now in Tennessee, and uh, Jamie is probably the driver of the Marcus Mariota is below average quarterback train. I know that there there are other people who have kind of gotten, but Jamie has been pretty. I've been on that train for he's been two on, and a half years. Yeah, yeah. He's Jamie, driving that train. Jamie has been driving this train for a long time. That you are not winning with Marcus Mariota. So you now have three quarterbacks because Blaine Gabbert is still playing football in Tennessee. It may have been the best one you had last year. So now you have three quarterbacks, and I would say three average at best quarterbacks. You have three of the same dude. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Three of the guys that are just not. They're not going to be top half of the starting quarterbacks. Like you just have guys. You have three guys now, and the reality is, is I don't understand this move because if Marcus Mariota gets hurt, which is this is this is Mariota insurance, 
At that point, with this Titans team, which I think vastly overachieved last year, you want to be in the top five pick discussion next year. Yes. If he is hurt. What you don't want to be is to pick 15th. Yeah, which is what Because you replace him with him. You got better on defense. Your defense was really good. Yes. They've added some nice pieces on that defense. This is, to me, this this always. Massively overpaid for Adam Humphreys, too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Although, like. Slot guy and money was insanity. Although, it's also fascinating. It's almost like there's an option, the way the contract is written. It's basically a a year to year deal for four years. It's very strange. Yeah. Also, he turned down a deal from the Patriots, apparently, which. God, not the, break, the Titans overbid. Not the break. Not, yeah, I mean, yeah. again, take get your money. Also, get your money. I have picked a more Patriots wide receiver for them to right? go after. Adam Humphries. My great, but, God, that is not surprising um, at all. But yeah, I, just to me, this is a team that's going to be between seven and nine wins, and they're just they might sneak into the playoffs and they won't win. I think like, they, I think they, they take a step back. I think they're six and ten at best. If we're looking at it right now. We'll, we'll adjust again when we do it in August. But, but I just I think they I, I think they big time overachieved this year. All right, Fitzmagic is staying in Florida but going to play in Miami. Uh, a relevant discussion. Yeah, yeah. I think not trying, I guess, they, I had, they had to sign somebody. So the the reason that I want to talk about it, though, is that Miami is in this discussion of potentially trading in to get a quarterback in this draft. Um, do you think this elongates that window of maybe – they don't have to come and draft and draft a quarterback. I think this has we... zero effect on Okay. I think either they, they like he's a guy cheap. this year and they trade off cheap. Yeah. So they could still swing for the fences this year. Or they're going, he's cheap, we can sign other guys and he can get his spot. Yeah, and it's literally to me it's just that. If they want if there's a guy they love this year, if it's Kyler wherever it is, they'll trade up. If they don't and there's a quarterback they love next year, this just gets them by. I mean I, I don't think they're making I don't think this means yeah, anything. They're they're rebuilding. This division in general should probably just wait until Tom Brady retires anyways because I don't know that it's actually going to matter in this division. Well, if they don't try because I think you have three teams in that division that won't win seven games. Yeah. So. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if any yeah. of those teams are going to even be 500, the, the I don't think so. have gotten better. Yeah. Offensively. I just, what okay, are we going to get in that? What are we going to get from Adam Gase? I don't know. And I want to see the progression of Donald. I yeah. expect It'll him to progress some. I think, Adam, I think he overachieved last year. Yeah, you go back to his. Four I thought years, he was going to stay. Really wasn't that bad. I yeah. like Greg Williams on the defense. A lot yes. like Todd Bowles, blitz like crazy. Very yep. similar, not scheme, but scheme. Yeah. Three four hybrid blitzing all over the place. Adding CJ Mosley. The piece. Jets got better. I don't know if they get some seven wins, like Jamie just said, but they got better. The other two, whatever. Sam, yeah. Sam Darnold's a big question mark too. We saw the the home yeah, and road. He needs to. He needs to play a road game. Forward. Yeah. I need to see him play better on the road. That's all I'm looking for for this year. That's my mission. You know what helps that? Handing it off a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. And adding a couple pieces. I mean, Jamison Crowder was not wowing anybody, but it's a piece that they needed. Yes. They they still added some stuff. Adding another pass catcher in the draft somewhere, I mean, would be be really helpful for him. All right. The last quarterback we're going to talk about here is Blake Bortles uh, going to play in L.A. He's on a one-year contract to go play with the Rams. They add – a quarterback who is good enough to win with a it's a back as a backup. That's, as a backup? Mean, that's a, he's an operational he's a backup. Too. Jacksonville yeah. picks up most of the contract. I like it for the Rams. I do too. It's solid. If you if, if Goff goes down, here's here's your whole backup scenario. If your quarterback goes down for four to five weeks, can you go five hundred? Can you go two and two? Can you go three and two? Blake Bortles, I think, with their running game and their defense, if it plays better, he can get you by. So, what's the best case scenario for Blake Bortles here? He's 20, what, 24, 25 years old? He's still young. He wants to. Well, best case scenario is Nick Foles. Starting quarterback goes down, he comes in and lights it up on a good team. Now, he has a lot better weapons than he had in Jacksonville. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, that offensive line in Jacksonville was beat up that's last fun. year. So, yeah. like, if, if he does have to go play, if he flashes and he gets a, a pretty decent deal and he goes and has a resurgence because yeah. he's so young. Or just plays week 17, throws six touchdowns and gets, gets the Matt Flynn deal. Exactly. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah, but look, look, we've already spent too much look, time on three quarterbacks. Yeah. So we as a backup, that. he's that's he's an elite option as a backup quarterback. I don't want him as my starter going into a year, but as a backup, perfectly. Yeah, fine. No, I, I was. Any, I solid. any other thoughts generically about overall free agent? This has been a I do. Yeah, I love go. John Lynch since he's taken over in San Francisco, swinging for the fence. Like mm-hmm. to me, way overpaid for Quan Alexander. Yeah, really, really good player. Yeah, can't stay healthy. He's coming off an ACL. Thirty-four million guaranteed, fifty-four million dollar deal. Who? I love that they made the trade for D Ford. Added a pass rusher with those big time interior pass rushers on that defense. That defense should be better. One Alexander can actually play week one and is healthy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take the second pick. They, and they are significantly better on offense with, or defense with Garoppolo coming back, McKinnon coming back. Like I like what they did. I just think they way overpaid. I don't even know how they have the cap space to do it with Jimmy G's deal. But I like the fact that they tried. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're and everybody got overpaid. So well, yeah. for, for this show's purposes, Good on you, good on you guys. Yeah. From the team's you. point of view, is man, like I like the teams that wait for that second and third wave and let everybody just go crazy and overpay for guys. Yeah, which is what happens each and and especially this year, it seemed like a lot of guys, tight ends that were tight ends were crazy. Tight ends are the, the, the slot receiver market was nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like Carlos Hyde being added to the Chiefs. I thought that was a smart addition there. Yep. It was finally time to move on from Eric Berry. Save that catch base. Yep. They gave Tyron Matthew a ton of money, who played really well last year. And people don't realize Ty's on the field all the time. 99% of the snaps, yeah. yes. he's on the field playing three different positions. He ain't the same guy he used to be, but he's still really effective. I think they'll love him in that fan base. So I like what they did, but I really like adding Carlos Hyde with Damian Williams. He's still got two serviceable guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my big takeaway was just the money, particularly, and I said it last week, in the tight end market. I just – you didn't have an elite option out there. You've got backup guys at best getting – Mid-level starter money. You just, I was just surprised by that. Like that's, it's not a, a position for a backup tight end, or I'm willing to invest that much cap space in. All right, last question for you guys: biggest winner of free agency so far, and then the biggest loser. Hmm. From a team perspective, obviously, I think that's the, a good question. The, bring us, bring us on, let's put it on the spot. I'm putting um, you guys on the spot. The biggest, I think, the biggest winner is the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. Dorsey's making move after move after move. Their their salary cap space was phenomenal. Look, here's the thing. They still have space. Shashi Brown, those guys that were there before, did a hell of a job and got fired. Dorsey walked into the greatest general manager situation in the history of the NFL. Now, he had the balls to take Baker over Sam Darnold last year, and it worked out. But he's making moves with the pieces that he has. I think they're the biggest winner because I think they went from a lot of expectations are really good to on paper. Because the Liberty Burning trade, like they've they've made some moves. Yeah. Adding Sheldon Richardson on that defensive line, like they got a lot better. Save me that the Raiders did, because I can make an easy argument that Litton Cletchio similarly out of town and paying Trent Brown what you did was not a wash, it was worse. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of them cutting Jordy Nelson. No. Really good down the stretch coming back off an injury and play for you. Antonio Brown, what you gave up and what you're paying, and he's not the same dude that he was. And I just don't I don't believe in Derek Carr post the post the back injury. I didn't believe it. Yeah. He hadn't been the same guy. I mean, yeah, biggest he, biggest losers really is the, are the teams that didn't have a ton of money. Um, like the Buccaneers for a while were a big yeah. loser. Now, they, they added some pieces back that they wanted that kind of took care of that, and they helped them on the salary cap. They were really good on their dead money, but they were kind of strapped with the, with the cap. Um, I don't know that the Cardinals – Cardinals made some moves. Yeah. I don't know that they were really significant. 
I'd have to say the Browns are the biggest winners to me. Brown, Brown, yeah, Browns have to be the biggest winners. They added the most just quantity of talent. Added. Browns and Jets. Yeah, Jets, Jets, the Jets did as well, but the Browns are. But they overpaid so much for CJ Mosley yeah, for a middle linebacker and a running back. Yeah. Now they're guys that stay on the field. They're three down running back, three down mm-hmm. linebacker. But you paid middle linebacker seventeen million dollars a year. Yeah, and to me, the biggest losers are the, probably the Giants right now. I get what they're trying to do. I do actually understand what they're doing. On like, it seems like Twitter does not understand what they're doing. But they lost a lot of talent there. All the other ones are just teams that didn't add. Like, but you have the end the cap space. Yeah, we talked about it last year. Like, people go pay attention to the cap because you get mad about your teams not doing a whole lot. But I was talking to my dad. I said, "What do you think?" He goes, "I'm I'm bored. Like, there's we don't want we, yeah. we don't like I like where we're at. We got to yeah. add a couple pieces, but we don't have enough. These guys are making so much money the last couple of years in free agency. You got to go overpay. So unless you have a crazy amount of cash, which means your team sucks. Yeah, and, and that's it, it, that's hard to go the best it. move. Like. I would have liked to see the Colts do a little bit more, but they didn't need to overpay for That might be my biggest loser, was they, the opportunity that the Colts had I with their cap space. I they was, didn't do anything. They were kind of like in my – I was just looking at this article, the winners and losers, and they, they have loser-ish next to the Colts because it's it's more like – you know when your parents tell you that I'm disappointed yes. in you and it hurts more? It, that's what I am. I'm, I, I like the Colts. I like Andrew, and I expected them to go do something. It's and they definitely didn't loser-ish, do though. It's not loser yeah. because they didn't add locker room trouble yes. to a yeah. really good locker I mean, room. Yes. They didn't add AB or Le'Veon Bell for sure. to that mix. For sure. and they didn't. They didn't hurt their cap situation two, three years down the road. No. I mean, so good. They have a good draft, and they're thinking they can win that division. That's a very winnable division because another and team. Look, did, the fact that wanted, they didn't go overpay means yeah. they're sitting prime for some trades. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For some other stuff. As and they can roll over some cap space in the next the year if they need to. The second that I stuff. saw Odell Beckham Jr. to Cleveland, though, I thought, man, T.Y. Hilton and Odell Beckham Jr. with Andrew Luck. And I was Chris going, Ballard doesn't want to add that to his locker Yeah, room. I get it. I understand. Do, it's do, just, do that's why I think loser-ish is probably the correct term for, for them. now. I think I think they got something big planned. They have way too much cap space yeah. not to swing for the fences and make a trade, do something. Listen, you have Andrew on your deal. You can you can win with Andrew Luck. We all agree Andrew on that. Andrew and so you you need to go do something. And I think they will. And the reality is, is the team that won that division last year didn't do anything either. No, that's and I think true. That's, a, that's an extremely winnable division. And I believe way less in that, that team, quarterback. That, that team, the Houston Texans, lost three corners, Yeah, added an old one, lost a starting safety, added an old one. I don't – yeah, they didn't do anything. I mean, at the end of the day, did they get better? No. no. Did they get worse maybe a little? And the quarterback discrepancy there is quite – I mean, yeah. the difference between having Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson is quite a big difference. I think so. I, in my opinion. I, I think I think Deshaun Watson's good enough to no, I win think Deshaun that Deshaun Watson is a, is a good starting quarterback. Andrew yeah. Luck is an elite starting quarterback. Correct. And I think that's the difference. I think it's just – it's not that Deshaun Watson is bad. It's that Andrew Luck is – Again, starting your franchise with one quarterback, take all contracts out of the equation. How many? How many? Take, how many of them are you taking before Andrew Luck? Not many. Not many. I mean, that's the reality. Yeah, uh, it's that's. And that's, they, got, they had they showed a running game last year. They played phenomenal defense. I mean, that team's got the pieces. That they have a good draft. Maybe add something in a trade. All of a sudden, that's that's not an easy team for Cleveland to go in and beat in the playoffs yeah. either. Put it that way. You know, there's still a couple sleepers sitting out there. And Dominican Sue hasn't signed, took his took his time last year. He's not going to get the same money he got last yeah. year. But the Colts could do that late. Yeah. Add that piece that he's the playoff and Dominican Sue, not the regular season. Then, yeah. Ooh, you added a really nice piece to that defensive line. You know, there there's still some guys floating around out there that are big names that they could add. You know, I mean, it's I think adding Jordan Nelson to that team. Yeah. Would would be a nice fit. Absolutely. He had plenty of juice left. I mean, he played really well down the stretch, coming off a knee injury. 
for a terrible team that after they traded Amari Cooper, he didn't need to come back and play off coming off a knee. No. He just did. No. He's I mean, a he's a hard nose farmer boy. Like that's Jordy. And like Indy would, like, yeah, Indy would love. Yes. Oh, yeah, he knows. would be embraced. So I can I can see them still making some for sure. They just yeah. weren't in a hurry to go overpay for guys. And this look, the first wave of free agency anymore is all about who has the cap space to overpay like crazy. Uh, Jake, on the way we're going to end this podcast is this weekend is the Farewell Arizona uh, Arians Foundation event. So I think you should end by talking a little bit about the uh, the event and, and the the goodbye to Arizona, really. Yeah, well, it's, it's the event sold out. We, we've got Jordan Smith playing a concert Friday night. Looking forward to that. Won The Voice, number one album. It's going to be awesome. The concert and uh, gala Friday night and then the golf tournament sold out on Saturday. Really excited to have the support that we've had. Uh, the Arians Family Foundation is not leaving Arizona. That's the, why the, I wanted the, him to talk about the, it. The, the main message not to leave. I live here. We're still going to have an impact here. The legacy to me is a hell of a lot more than winning football games. This is my parents' legacy here is off the field. Uh, but it's the last big concert gala golf tournament that we're going to do. It'll be a lot smaller events and that kind of stuff moving forward. We're really excited to to have this last one, see how it goes. And uh, Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> I just is. wanted to make sure that everyone in Arizona knew that uh, – the farewell Arizona means farewell from the big event perspective. Uh, they, the Arians family has Not a lot of our, our yeah. supportive voices for Casa children and what yes. we've done for Casa in the state and in Maricopa County, especially will, will always continue. For sure. I, I can assure you that Christine Arians will make sure that that continues to happen. Uh, Jamie, how can everybody follow you on social media and any parting thoughts on today's pod? All right, you can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Instagram and at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and I don't have any other party thoughts other than, like Jake said before, don't necessarily be upset that your team didn't spend big money in phase one of free agency. More often than not, that's actually a benefit uh, to your team. Bring on the draft and the next wave yes. of trades. Yeah. Because there's going to be yes. a bunch, I think, this year. Uh, Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. And, guys, you can follow me at the underscore sports page on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, have a good rest of your week, and uh, you'll see plenty of social media updates from us over the weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.